guys, we are Unserious Candidates Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're back yet again for another episode. Who are we joined by today, guys? Joined by Kojo. I'm Sean. Jeremiah. And of course, uh, I'm Baker. This guy said, of course. Of course. Like, <laughs> oh, what, is this the main man? <laughs> it is. Right, man. No, I, like, I was the first to speak, so I just have to say, of mm, course. They know me. your voice already. Uh, oh, yes, Baker. No, oh, I was my like, gosh. I was the first to speak on this episode. Don't draw me out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, this week's episode is actually one that I'm very interested in myself because I've sort of been deleting social media back and forth recently. Mm, you've noticed. Um, yeah. yeah, listen, Hello, like my people out there, I, I don't hate you. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pattern this degree, this life. But yeah, um, and obviously I have to think about why I'm deleting social media, but like, I guess the question is, is social media toxic mm. in what it is? Like, mm. is it toxic? As in... Do the, do the negatives outweigh the disadvantages? I'm sorry, the positives uh, or the advantages, do they outweigh, are they outweighed by the disadvantages um, mm. when it comes to social media and how we use it? I disagree. I don't think it's toxic at all. At all? At all. Elaborate. At controversial. Do you know why? Elaborate, because elaborate. I feel like social media, you have the actual power to kind of control what you see. Mm. I feel like if you really want to see let's say good news for example like if you just want to see news articles or whatever then you really do have the power to see it's all about who you're following it's all about um what you're actually kind of feeding into kind of like what some Wilfred said something about um, feeding that and it's just like feeding into it it's like what you actually feed it it's kind of like you're nurturing this kind yeah. of that creature let's Shout say Wilfred uh what is it one of our friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah he's, he's my friend. <laughs> pretty, he's my friend. Shout out my boy. Pretty big in he's tech. A cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Living up in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Enjoying just kind of said that you have to nurture your algorithm, I guess, because obviously social media reinforces what you interact with. And yeah, fair. What you don't. Yeah. Is it toxic? So. I feel like I want to take the angle that it is a very useful tool. Mm. I think imagine our lives without social media today. Like, how would you... You know, imagine having to call someone every time you needed to speak to them mm. or text them. God forbid. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> and like, I feel like we've been, well, I guess one negative thing is that we've become quite reliant on it. Dependent. Yeah. And it's made, it's reduced a lot of barriers to people. So in that way, we kind of feel entitled to see every aspect of, of people's lives. Yeah. And like, for example, if on Snapchat especially, is like, if you're not posting in your story, you're kind of wondering what are you doing, like mm. or like your ghost. Am I even yeah. enjoying life? Yeah, if people yeah. aren't seeing. What like if doing. Par- so it's like if you're not on social media, are you even alive? <laughs> I mean, it's like, true. that kind it's of true. thing. Yeah, it's true. And but to be honest, I agree with Jeremiah's point because you can really and truly control what you see on socials. Like if there's someone on Snap that you do not want to see, block them. Mm. If you don't want to block them, mute their block story. Block, mm. block a Snapchat, block, block a Instagram, block a block <laughs> Literally, like, you don't, it's not by force. Like, you can mute their story. If you don't want to actually block them and let them know that you've blocked them, just mm. mute their story. Mm. So it does not come up. You don't see it. But I think that that's our own personal social medias. But let's talk about, you know, the media in general. Mm coming on the social media like what we see in the news and you know the mm. tabloids and stuff like that and, you know the kind of I would say propaganda that we get sometimes mm. is, is can we control that? Can we con- mm. oh, I don't yeah. think you can I don't nah. think so and that's what I was going to say as well like as much as you can nurture your algorithm there's sort of this this inc- content that you're always going to be exposed to because it's popular to a certain level and therefore whoever you follow they're always going to be talking about it particularly if you always follow your friends yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah, like with tabloids and what they do, like 
Um, sometimes you could just be seeing too much Love Island in your feed, even if you're not trying to Obviously, watch it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's distracting. It's like, not of interest. You can't go on Twitter um, at 9pm 9 9 PM till 10pm yeah. yeah. if you're not exactly. watching Love Island. Honestly. Exactly. So. I feel like what you said is really interesting. Um, like, for example, like because like what, we're literally following all of our friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, especially an example that I'm going to use is um, during the election. Okay. Like everyone that I was seeing on the tier was voting Labour, but yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when these results away. came out, I was like, what? The majority what? was strong. Yeah, because yeah. like literally, it's an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. We believe that because we follow people we like who are going to have similar views to us, we're going to believe that you know. Um, and if they're also not going to vote Labour, we're going to believe that everyone's yeah. going to vote Labour. But there's, yeah. you know, 60 million people mm-hmm. in the UK. It's true. You might, you know, what's it in, in London is like 7 million now? Oh, I, I think got, it's a bit higher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but then you have to remember, you know, the people in, you know, North Yorkshire and... Mm. Yeah, you know, all, them, all of them Shire yeah. ends there. Shire. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. They're, they're not exposed to that. Mm. Like we see bare tweets about Labour, it'll get like 27k retweets, yeah. bare different numbers. And you're yeah. thinking, okay, yeah, like there's actually support this time. And then, and that was the same thing with the um, elections in the US as well. Mm. Everyone believed that Donald Trump was not going to win. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We despise the guy. Mm-hmm. His politics mm-hmm. are corrupt, but here we are. To be fair, he didn't win the majority, but he won, um, what was it, Electoral College. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, it's to do with that, how the US system is set up. It's a weird system, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird system. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, actually, yeah. We were about it. yeah. <laughs> Look at me picking up things. About the time. <laughs> I'm not a politician. Yeah, though. social media toxic. I would say, I like it. I like social media mm. because, you know... Sometimes you know you just want to scroll, you want to laugh, you want to keep yeah, you yeah. for a bit, you mm. want a young meme, a gif, yeah. especially Twitter. I, feel like I love it. Twitter, you love it. I you love, love my it. memes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, I think it becomes toxic when you um, become addicted to it, mm. yeah, and you're not able to use your phone without using the social media app. And I think it's power to you, Baker, and the fact that you are able to delete it. But then also, does that mean that? You had to delete it because there was a lack of control. Yeah, it's, control. it's actually a very good point. Like, in an ideal world, you're able to just think, let right, me put cool. it down today. I still have the app. I'm still registered. But today, I'm not going to use it for this, mm. like, stretch of five hours. I'm just going to do work. But in reality, I feel like it's set up to be addictive. So, right. like, mm-hmm. no matter how much you try to avoid it, like, especially if you've been using it for a while, which yeah. I have, you kind of, like you're very connected and there's just so many things that are going on that can always keep you engaged. So it, it did come to a point where I felt like I had to delete certain things for a period of time. Otherwise, I just couldn't really focus. Mm. Mm. But on the other hand as well, I'm just talking about Twitter because I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think top social media has, has to be Twitter. It has to yeah, be. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing about Twitter is that it's not all, you know, um, fun and games, but there's a lot of serious news topics that I find out on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Because... Our generation's not really sitting to watch the five o'clock news. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> We're getting our news from Twitter and these, um, these what's it called, news outlets know that young people are on Twitter. So they, they're mm. putting out information there. And I'm not saying that, you know, fake news and stuff like that. This is real news that we're finding out on yeah. Twitter. So it's very useful in that aspect and keeping you up to date on current affairs and news and stuff like that. It's actually mm. very true. But, I feel like Twitter is kind of good in a sense where it's quite engaging in a sense. Like, for example, when you're actually um, reading news articles... Like, because tweets only have, like, a certain limit, mm. you're only seeing, like, a small picture of it. And I feel like, for me, personally, that's good because when I see large chunks of text, <laughs> my brain is wondering, I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing as well about um, 
social media and Twitter specifically, when people, you know, when people post these, what's it called? Like news articles, people only read the first line mm. and people are retweeting it. And no one clicks com- the link. Like, and then you come to find out that the thing that people have been championing was absolutely wrong when you yeah. read the actual um, yeah. Yeah. article. So I think that's not so much to do with Twitter, but the way that people use utilize social media. Yeah. It's a, tes- a testament to how short our, our attention span is kind of yeah. getting over the years and that people are not willing to kind of. Um, fully understand what they're talking about before they start talking about it. Mm-hmm. But then that, that goes back to why I'd argue that it's toxic because as much as it is a good source of news and like instant news, it's done in a very kind of unmonitored manner. So like some news articles just care about getting to the news first, um, particularly mm-hmm. recently with like TMZ and like the documentation of like mad, Kobe Bryant's death. Um, I saw about five different articles in terms of like the count of who died. And, and like, what actually happened. Exactly. Yeah. And that was... So you can imagine for the family, that's very devastating because you don't know like how to feel or like mm. who to feel for because, you know, the, the sources you're getting the news from don't really care that much about fact-checking. Yeah, and that's really important because I'm sure there are some regulations that need to be put in place to kind of hold these um, news outlets accountable. But then I think because TMZ is not necessarily a news outlet, yeah. it's kind of like a blog kind of thing. Yeah, They aren't they are held to the same standards, but, you know, Sky News, C, CNN... All those other news outlets are, you know, must be held to that standard. Mm, definitely. Mm. I think with social media, it's it's a lot of like how you react to the news that you're that you're exposed to as well. So like whether it's news or whether it's any sort of like post by any of your friends, for example, um, it's just more about how you react to it, mm. which is which is how it can now become toxic. Because if you know that there's a certain topic that triggers you completely and you just like, you don't want to see it. But then it will just end up on your timeline somehow through your friends retweeting it or someone else retweeting it and it comes onto your timeline, whether that's on Twitter or like someone reposts it or puts it on their story on Instagram, for example. It's like, you now have to figure out and you now have to deal with it in your own way and make sure that the way you deal with it doesn't make it toxic. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think this, I'm talking about when the, not the documentary, but the, the thing, when they see us came out on Netflix, mm. all great. people were doing was tweeting about it and talking about it. And I didn't watch yeah, it because I personally, yeah, I, I really can't handle that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. it would mess with my emotions and stuff like that. So when people are talking about it and tweeting about it, it's kind of like you have to avoid it. And yeah. so that's touching on what Sean said about um, having to, and is the way you react to things that you see on social media. So just for those who don't know, what's when you see us? So when they see us, yeah. um, is basically, it's not a documentary, but it was kind of like a documentary about, this was a real event that happened where a bunch of, I think, young black boys in New York, five of them were um, wrongly accused of raping a white woman in a in park in New York. Yeah, and they, you know, they use kind of very poor practice to convict these innocent boys mm. um, and it was just kind of about that yeah 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 it was, it was powerful um, and I feel like in terms of making that kind of stuff very popular social media is good for it but where it does go wrong is that um, like I don't know it's going to kind of stray away from the topic but um, from this particular subtopic mm. um, but where it does go wrong is where people can easily create like false personas yeah, yeah, I was about to talk about yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like alter ego, like yeah. people are just kind of creating these false personas. Board warriors. Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to say it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like obviously when you're on social media, you're not, you know, people feel more emboldened. This is actually something in psychology, like people feel more emboldened to, um, I'm not sure what the actual term is, but to say 
they're more, what's it called? I can't think of the word right now. Well, like, Disin- disinhibited, that's mm. the word, yeah. Um, okay. Because um, there's no, there's necessarily not any consequences to mm. what you're, you're tweeting or what you're saying. Um, not immediately anyway, until you buck the person that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people are more likely to say things that they wouldn't say in real life. Yeah. That's where you get these kind of social media personalities and personas who are not um, who they say they are in person. But then on the other hand, it's kind of given people the opportunity to create these personas, which have led to large opportunities. And I'm not sure if we feel that that is a good thing or a bad thing because social media is making a lot of people money nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really necessarily agree with it. I feel like you should always kind of just be yourself because mm-hmm. if like who you are on social media is not reflecting on who you are when like you meet face to face, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what are you actually doing? Like who yeah. are you kind of thing? So me personally, I don't necessarily agree with it. No, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen, but it does, you know. Like, that's also a feeling to how toxic it can be where, um, for example, Twitter. Twitter is a place where you have unfiltered reactions to things. Mm. Like, completely unfiltered. Scary. Twitter is actually so calm right now compared to how it used to be back in the day. Yeah. It used to be... Like, people be losing their jobs if they tweet it the way they tweet mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Like, it's very unfiltered. And, of course, it can make you laugh. But at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. So, you've now tried to make a joke where you're going to get retweets and likes out of clowning someone else. And then mm. that someone else is now reading that and then letting that affect their opinion of themselves, you know? Mm. Like, there have been there were, there were times, like, I can't even remember how long ago, where there was just, like, loads of different tweets of different pictures of people. And then the, quote, retweets were just, like, absolutely slanderous. And you'd laugh at them. Yeah, you'd laugh at them. But then sometimes you deep crap. Like, the person who yeah. posted those pictures posted them with chest, thinking, okay, yeah, I look somewhat attractive in this picture. So then you post it for everyone to see. And then they're just getting slandered left, right, center. Yeah. That's... I think that brings us on to, like, a good point as well. Like, so the role in social media of, like, the recent um, suicide of... Caroline Flack, um, and how, you know, people see these things and whether um, people see these things um, and whether you you know how they react or not, if they, you know, they post it, um, it's going to affect them. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know what the original story was. It might have been, maybe she cheated on her boyfriend. Oh, no, so assault, she basically, assault. she assaulted her boyfriend, like to the point of he was, there was a picture that essentially, this picture was actually not meant to get out because it's police evidence, but yeah. um, there was a picture in her, their apartment where he, she assaulted him. There was blood everywhere. And the like, accusation was that she used a lamp to smash his head and stuff yeah, like that. Blah, blah, blah. So mm. it was really, really bad, but... In this kind of confidential situation, that can't, that shouldn't get out. Mm. And once it hit the tabloids, that's when people on social media started saying, "Wow, this is social media. Like this is Caroline. You're out. You know, they're kind of getting onto yeah. her." And I mm. think that's what kind of drove her to make that unfortunate decision. Yeah, yeah. I feel like social media really does influence like people's lives. Mm. I feel sure. like just even simple things like, for example, like football, for example. Like I feel like social media really does influence some of these like player decisions. You know, because like, guys like Pereira and Lingard, for example, yeah. Pepe as well, like, these kind of players, like, they don't really get that much game time. And I feel like some, it's something to do with um, social media outrage. Like, for example, Arsenal Fan TV, oh. they really, really, they really, really are influential. So, yeah, I feel like it's got a big role to play in how, so, you know, the the, the period of time uh, when Wenger was kind of, like, reaching his, like, uh, the end of his Arsenal career and, like, stepping down, 
it kind of had a lot to, to play, um, a big role to play in how quickly he was kind of pushed out the club. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, players are doing their best uh, and then, you know, trying to play for the manager, um, and that's like, it could be like a draw one day. And then afterwards, you know, they have to deal with Arsenal fan TV and like some fans being very critical, like overly critical of some players and being very derogatory. Um, it can definitely affect their, you know, psyche going into future matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's to be said for a lot of people, um, even like people that, you know, aren't necessarily professional athletes, um, just certain attitudes. So like, even how people talk about relationships. Um, so like there's this big kind of culture on Twitter to like demonize one group of people. Uh, so like in terms of like racial preferences, um, mm. I don't know, like physical preferences, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't really have a specific example at the top of my mind, but you, you know that kind of thing where um, if he's this, don't date him. If it's that, date him. Yeah. And yeah, that has big roles playing how people feel about themselves and mm-hmm. how I they think, react to certain things. Yeah, one thing I want to touch on is the standards that um, social media have kind of imparted into the people that use it and misrepresentations of, so, what's it called? Um, self-image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is more going towards Instagram and how people use Instagram. I feel like there is a conversation to be had about um, how it influences, especially I would say young women, um, how they view their self-image when people are posting pictures which are, you know, retouched and edited, you know, and mm-hmm. airbrushed and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. people want to <sighs> uphold themselves to this um, kind of standard which they can't because it's unrealistic. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't really know what kind of, I don't really know what the kind of ideal kind of person is because I feel like so many of, so many people are kind of trying to reach this ideal goal, but I honestly don't know where it actually is. Mm. I think it's, I don't think it's necessarily one thing, but it's all of these, is, a, is an accumulation of, essentially it comes from big corporations who are selling these products who want you to look like the person in the ad, for example, um, you want white teeth, you know, you need this 3D brightening, white strip, blah, blah, blah. You want this hair, you need this blonding and whatever, whatever. And, and then that kind of trickles down because as we've seen of recent, or not of recently, but in the past years, um, these corporations are increasingly using social media influencers to kind of sell their products. Mm-hmm. So this is giving them direct access to a large number of people. And then um, you're targeting your target audience as, I mean, as directly as you possibly can. Mm. So, yeah, it has a, a large role to play in not only self-image, but, you know, in, in the economy as well. Mm. So what you guys say are some of the positives? Because I'm, I'm aware there's a lot as well um, of social media. Um, Crickets. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's just because we were focused on the negatives for so long. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think positives, like, it does keep you up to date with a lot of different things. Um, like Kojo said, like, you're not really going to sit down and wait for 10 o'clock news to figure out and find out loads of different news stories, isn't it? Like, you can go on Twitter, go on Instagram, um, and then from there, find out news stories just, like, in snippets, and then you'll be aware of it. Like, you don't need to know every single detail about a news story, but the main the main headline and the main things you need to know about it is usually summarised for you on social media. So that's definitely one positive. Um, I feel like there's a couple of positives that I have in my head. So, for example... LinkedIn, like, you know, you know that's social media, you know. Get this guy. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was gonna, you knew I was gonna bring it up. Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitter. This guy. LinkedIn, Twitter. He's a LinkedIn superstar. Mm-hmm. How many connections? Drop us that. Five hundred plus. Love it. Nah, nah, you actually love it. Chill, 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 chill. This Jermaine, guy gets scouted by recruits Jermaine, every day. Honestly, huh? get me a job. Honestly, please. maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but LinkedIn is social media as well. There's a lot of opportunities there. 
You know, I have to. I don't like LinkedIn, you know. You don't. I, I feel don't. like it's toxic as well, you it's know. Oh, 100. You scroll through, you see bad achievements, you're like, what am I doing with my life? I, can't, I, don't, I don't scroll. I just, I go in my notifications and then I leave the app. I feel like, I don't know, it's a bit, it's not, it's, it's, I don't know if the word is patronizing, but it's kind of disheartening to see when, oh, I've done this, I've done this. Me, I'm barely getting through this degree, so. <laughs> I feel like the standard is very high. People will be like, oh, I set out to achieve a billion today and I only made a million. Yeah, Do you know what no yeah I think so. so a, com- a conversation, sorry, I'll let you go back to what you're saying, but um, a conversation that has been had is that social media is just a highlight reel of the best moments in your life, mm. but LinkedIn is that highlight reel on steroids because yeah, you're on only posting steroids. the best of the best. Yeah, so if you're true. constantly being fed with that information, it kind of it kind of makes you think, wait, what am I doing? Like, mm. why am I not yes. at your Sleeping standard? Like a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think, like, so now that I've slandered LinkedIn, I, sorry. I've, I've, the opportunities that I've received from LinkedIn have been amazing. I can't lie. Like mm. just, um, for example, um, receiving messages from recruiters to kind of apply for certain opportunities. Mm. So, um, I'm in the process of making an application to do some, I think it's like a, not a summer school, but it's like a retreat in California for like, wow. for like people in tech. This guy so, is so cool. Honestly. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> but even, even so, I feel like some, like it just depends on how you utilize it. And for example, um, another social media that I think is very positive is Snapchat. Oh, I feel like, um, especially like private stories, Snapchat private stories. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you really do get to show like your true self. Um, I, I feel like on Snapchat, if you feel comfortable with the people that you have in these private stories, you're going to be able to be like your original self. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's sharing good news, whether that's sharing bad news, mm-hmm. I feel like on touch about what you said about LinkedIn, like about showing only the highlight reels and all the best moments of your life. I feel like Snapchat, mm-hmm. you can really express yourself as well and yeah. show some of the, like the negative sides because I like to do that as well, personally. So... I feel like Snapchat is a very good app. Just 24 hours after that is good. Yeah, it's a race yeah. from your memories unless you save it there. Another good True. thing about social media is I'm just touching on the documentary that I was talking about when they see us um, is the ability that it has to kind of give us information that we never would have, have seen otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea about this case that happened back in the day mm-hmm. and the fact that so many people were talking about it on, on Twitter um, it's just it's like wow, this is this is amazing, and especially Black History Month, which was in February in the US, and people were just putting out these stories of these like amazing Black inventors and stuff like that on social media, and it's kind of is is free education. It's, it's I really like that about it. Mm. Very very true. Um, going back to Snapchat, the argument for like private stories and not having private stories is like, why don't you just select? who you have on Snapchat so that you can just be your natural self and your true self mm. without private stories. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, but like... Like, I have a private story, but mm. it's like, I I use the exact same way you use it. But at the same time, it's like, a lot of people are like, okay, but why don't you just filter who you have on Snapchat or who no, can your see main. your story yeah, I think it's so mm. that you can just be who you are on your main story? I have a very good point for this one, actually. Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like... It's the same way that you'd only tell specific people about certain things going on in your life because you feel like it's most relevant to them. I feel like mm. it's the same way that I apply to Snapchat. So for example, there's certain things that are going on in my life. So let's say like from my family background or what's going on in my family, there's certain things that I'd only tell certain people because mm. I feel like they're most suited to kind of help me or they're most suited to kind of know, they kind of have the relevant advice to kind of give to me. Whereas there's other people where like I can 
maybe only talk to them about, for example, like banter, girls, football. Makes you know sense. I mean? yeah. And I don't think it's even just those people are, um, you can only tell them because these are the only people that can help you. It's because I just, I don't want to share my whole life with everyone. Yeah. You know, the private story gets the, you know, the in-depth good content. The main story gets a snap once in a just while. Just promise. What is, the <laughs> what does the podcast get? The podcast get, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're not even on Snapchat anymore. So. Wow, he's joined you out. Oh, personally, wow. yeah. Personally, I wouldn't have it. If Shut I would, up, I would not have it. Do you know, you know what it is, yeah? I just want you back, big. I can't lie. Because I deleted both Snapchat and Instagram. And we miss you. The one I, I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm back on Instagram now because I feel like in terms of its benefit and stuff, I can I can leverage Instagram more for its benefits than I can Snapchat. Snapchat feels very much like it doesn't have the ability to connect you to people that you don't know as easily as yeah. Um, yeah, platforms like Twitter or Instagram. It's because um, the interface, like you have to add someone to be able to exactly. share this with them. And I think... Um, and it's got like this kind of like adverts page or whatever, but it's not as easy to connect with people because the kind of content posted on that page is more for like for viewing rather than like interaction mm. whereas Instagram I can like I can reply to your story even if you like you're yeah. public, if you're just a public account um, that kind of stuff I think Snapchat is just as Jeremiah said it's good for promo <laughs> if you're having an ACS event slap it on there mm. it's good you're yeah. starting a podcast, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just kind of that's what that's I think a negative about some um, aspects of Snapchat is that if you're not in the private story, all you're seeing is promo after promo. promo, promo. promo. Yeah, this yeah. this person's yeah, we don't really this actually know you. So we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> what about yeah. the nature of like Snapchat conversations? So a lot of the time, as in like in it in its purest form, it's just conversations that like aren't. They don't last basically in that like you don't always have um, evidence of the conversation or like, mm. you know, it's like snaps that last, you know, a while. Like, do you feel like you like that form of, you know... Not this code or guy. He saves I chat. save everything. I'm always yeah. like, why are you saving chat? Um, <laughs> He's actually always saving it. No, I was like, because... you can save things, but people can also send you things that you just don't have the ability unless you screenshot and they're yeah. aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, I think it's given people options, you know, mm. like... Every social media has its has its own kind of USP, and that's yeah. Snapchat's, you know, USP. Mm. Do you feel like there's a lack of accountability then um, from Snapchat users? Um, so sometimes you can, you know, say very mad things, and then you know, it's like is that um something that you've had experience with Baker? Not necessarily experience with, but um, I feel like the whole. I don't know to be fair, because um, a lot of the time people do just screenshot um, mm-hmm. and save so maybe like people don't feel like they can get away with saying it as much um so for example i feel like if people really want to do something mad they're probably more likely to do it on snapchat than twitter yeah. because twitter we've seen celebrities you know have receipts drawn up from like 10 years ago and they're like they're being you know cancelled whereas on snapchat you know it's only there for a limited amount of time yeah, yeah. especially like if it's like ten, if it's targeted Why'd to an individual like <laughs> <laughs> that erase from your memory man <laughs> are you saying things that you shouldn't be saying then Ooh. oh Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite early on in the day. That's for that's for, that's for evening time. Fair enough. Oh mm. man. Boss. Yeah. In terms of like toxicity, it it's very much a toss up. Like we've like we've discussed, it's very much like what you choose to consume and which outlet you choose for it. So like on Snap, it's more of like a personal touch. Because, like we said, you have to add people to to find out what's going on in their lives and stuff. So it's more of a personal touch. 
Um, but again, there might be people on there that you've added that you don't really want to see anymore. So it gets sticky and stuff like that. So I understand why people delete socials and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't think deleting it's necessary. Like if mm. you if you do really want to like focus and then just not touch social media, for example, then either just mute it. Um, there are apps that will stop you from going on social media as well. Like there are many options for stopping you going on social media rather than like deleting the app or deleting your account and stuff like that. Mm. One thing that worries me um, is. So social media is rolling relationships and this idea of choice. So back in our parents' day, um, you know, you're, you're only exposed to certain people uh, at a time. So if you're vibing with someone, you know, like you're probably more likely to settle down because, you know, that that's who you know, mm-hmm. that's who you know, you have access to. Um, but with social media, it feels like sometimes people's relationships, both platonic and um, romantic, are not as genuine because there's this kind of element of choice. So if you are a dead friend, if you are like courting me in a way that I don't prefer, then I know it's just as easy as like blocking you, ignoring you, and then mm. moving on to the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And like, do you guys think that kind of culture is is helpful? Is it healthy? What do you think about it? You know, when you said choice, I thought that you were talking about... Yeah, variety, like... Yeah, because like, <laughs> you, you, now you're exposed, as you said in your parents' days, they, yeah. they knew who they knew who was yeah. living on that street, for example. Yeah. Now with social media, your your pool, let's say, yeah. is, is unlimited. Is you know, it I can stretch. dangerous, though. Why? So, like, if your pool was big, then it's, it's a benefit because you have choice. You have choice. Um, However, when it's unlimited, because it essentially is on social media, you reach the point where like... You can make people dispensable. Yeah, Yeah. you don't really come to a conclusion as to what you want. No, but then you do, because in before social media, you get what you get. Mm. Might not necessarily be what you want. You get what you get, but now you actually have a choice. Mm. But then at the same time, it's like, if you now get something that you feel like you want, but then you're not really settled with it. You're not really happy with it because you're thinking mm, there could be something better out yeah. there because I have such a limited pool of, of options, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think to me it is a good thing because who's to say that your soulmate is has to be living on the same street as you? My soulmate could be in Cambodia for all I know, <laughs> and without social media. How would I be able to access that person? I think that combined with trends is a dangerous thing, though, because you can you can think you know what you want, but then this month the trend is, mm. um, you know, because of Love Island, the trend is um, I don't know, uh, people are like Mike or people that look like dark and handsome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, um, and that's that's what's trending. Oh, so you get you get sold on <laughs> the idea that that's also what you want. So mm. you, you talk to someone that fits that category. Um, and then next month it's someone else. So then you're now looking to switch. Or... But trends have always been around, even before mm. social media. Like, even in, you know, when they were making black and white movies, there was a certain type of actor that they would use. And essentially, there is a desirable person. This is also like a theory in, in psychology. There's a desirable person, which Man's is... dropping psychological theories. He's using that degree. This is A-level. It's like a person who is like very desirable, but... If you know your, you know that you can't have that person, so you settle. Yeah. So there's always that kind of um, that. If I say tall, dark, and handsome, you know, I don't know. If black people weren't really represented in social like um, yeah. media back in the day. So mm-hmm. in black and white movies, there'll be this guy, this tall, dark hair, pale skin, blah blah blah. Yeah. People, um, women in that era would want to be with someone like that. Um, so there's always been trends in in every aspect of our life. Mm. Um, but not everyone necessarily is going to be able to, to attain the mm. person that they are aspiring for. 
Um, but social media gives you more choice. So you might get someone who's, you might want 6'4", but you might get 6'3". So. <laughs> <laughs> but then what about when it gets to the point where those trends are now influencing the people who are meant to fit those trends? So for example, when the TL was forcing their guys to cut off their high top. Because they did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty. I was one of them. I had a high top before I came to you. And look how chopped it off. Now. Oh, so yeah. I didn't respect all back then. That's crazy. You, you look kind of cute. Wow. <laughs> so you look kind of cute. It's always going to be trends. I don't know. There's always going to be trends. Like in a few years, they might say waves is whack. Everyone get dreads. Do you know what I mean? Nah, man. Then you're in trouble. Yeah, it's, it's in it. It's it's trouble. I'm in trouble. Cause you're in trouble. Cause you're in trouble. <laughs> nah, my hair goes quick, man. <laughs> in it. That's a bad thing. You have to get trims often. Mm. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're free, getting finesse, you know. Huh? Your money's going on trims. Nah, it's, it's free, free, bro. Nah, nah. Oh, yeah, true. true. My life, Jay Cuts. Shout out to Jay Cuts. Man, like. Oh, gosh. <sighs> yeah. I do think it's problematic, personally, just because, like, like you said, there's always trends, but now it's like, there's trends you can very easily conform to or like yeah. in terms of your persona or very easily buy into in terms of who you choose to interact with. Um, and because they're always shifting, it's like people just ride the wave basically, whether that's in like relationships and looks, whether that's in like what you're doing. Um, so for example, at one point in time, I would have said it's, it's a big thing to like, um, I know like certain dance moves or whatever, or like mm. podcasts, you know, they can be big one day. Next day, it's just movies. And, you know, yeah. people just jump on things here and there, but they never kind of follow through. Mm-hmm. As is life, man. It's true. But I think one thing that I'll say is that social media platforms are giving us a lot more control over what we see. There's so many options that you can configure to kind of limit what you see and also limit your usage. This, I mean, it's built into your phone now if you've got an iPhone. I'm not sure mm. about Android. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've got an Android. You know, this guy was looking at me like, I've got an Android, you know. <laughs> you know, you can put app limits and stuff like that. So I guess at the end of the day, social media, I don't. I would say social media is not toxic, but it's the way that we use social media that might be toxic. Mm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good conclusion. Any closing remarks from you guys on that topic? Nah. No. Obviously, get at the Instagram, the Twitter, the Snapchat. We don't have Man Facebook. Man said forget the topic. No, we don't I have Facebook. Facebook. I feel like you need Facebook. In How can you go to uni without Facebook? You need Facebook? I don't use Facebook at all. We don't use Facebook. I really only go on there to clear my notifications and then Same. remind me of birthdays as well. No, really, but like societies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, don't, we don't do that. I feel like the really? Cambridge kind of university system is very much centered around Cambridge. It's like Ticket Bridge where like people resell tickets. Um, there's like Camfes, just like Confessions. There's like Crush oh, Bridge. Yeah. It's just like... Wow. Wow. You in the red top in the law library the other day, I was feeling you. <laughs> Hit me up. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's a very good culture on Facebook. And it's obviously like, if someone's telling you a story about someone, then it's the easiest way to kind of like search their name and like see what they look like because That's literally crazy. everyone um, has Facebook and events. Of Have um, you ever got a feature on Crashbridge? Uh, listen, I don't know because it's ambiguous, but there was one that was BL and everyone was tagging me, but <laughs> it was you. It was, uh, what I don't know. There's, there's a few BLs out there. What did it say? Um, I don't even remember. Do you remember? No, no, I don't remember. It's something like, how are you the... Oh, no, I don't remember. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I remember. Sean, you had one. What, ACS Confessions? Done. You had, ACS you had Confessions? One. You had one For on... me, God forbid. <laughs> you had no one on way. your universities. Yeah, 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 I had one. Go ahead, um, tell us. <laughs> I, got, I got caught slipping during one of my lectures. Um, I had my sweatshirt on that said, um, my basketball first team captain, innit? 
So um, they must have said, uh, first team captain in, in the pharmacy pharmacology lectures, um, you look like a fun guy, but spelled as in fun guy, so it's hella cheesy. <laughs> um, she must have said, she must have said something like meiosis and chill sometimes. Oh my and, God. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like Boris. <laughs> Honestly. Did you, you meiosis and chill? To this day, I still don't know who she is. To That's this day. It's the fame. Girls it's the need fame, to come bro. with more chest, man. Honestly. Yeah. For real, for real. If you're listening to this, hit me up. Wow. Hit me oh, up. Oh, 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 hello, me. Hello, me. Hey, and that's where we wrap up. So <laughs> on that note, oh Sean's girl, goodness. find him. Um, yeah, I've been Baker. I've been Kojo. I've been Jeremiah. I've been Sean. And this has been another episode of Unsafe. <laughs>